Welcome to an all-new episode of Press YYZ, your favorite Canadian gaming podcast. You can watch the show weekly on youtube.com slash pressyyz, live on twitch.tv slash pressyyz, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, or listen to it on your own time on your podcast service of choice. We appreciate however you choose to support the show, but if you don't have any loonies to spare, it's all good. We'll be here no matter what. Before we get started, remember as always to be excellent to each other. Discrimination of any kind, uh, be it of one's race, gender, sexual orientation, or anything else, just won't be re- tolerated, tolerated within the community. With That's that being word. said, yeah, it is a hard word. With that being <laughs> said, I want to uh, introduce the cast for this episode. We've got an all new cast this week. We're going to start with the masked one, Commander Shepard. That's right, right? It's a Commander Shepard. Commander Shepard, and this right. is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. That's an endorsement. We should put that in front of the podcast. Um, next up, we've got um, the film baby, Alex Ballant. How are you doing, Alex? Which, what cycle am I on now? Have, have I done this before? I think I've done this before. Oh, this is a returnal thing. That's going to be timely for this episode. Yeah. Um, that's good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> the one controlling the ones and zeros, Alex Cozina. How are you doing, Alex? <sighs> Every day, that every good, night, eh? work, work, work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we've got Mitch George, the moving one, or soon to be moving one. I was going to say, I'm surrounded by boxes right now. So that is actually accurate because yesterday I had to frantically move everything that my TV was standing on as well as my TV because someone's toilet above us exploded or something. And uh, there was water coming out of the walls and that's never good. It sounds shitty. It was it was quite shitty. Uh, and the TV's now in the bedroom, which my wife quite likes. But I, uh, I've i never packed up something that quickly in my life because, like, it's all... The entertainment system's like, it's games, and it's movies, and it's Amiibos, and it's the TV. And I'm just like, oh, God, everything's got to go. Go, 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 go. So we packed, like, four boxes in 15 minutes. That's a really shit. productive. Well, hey, when you feel like you're forced to move, I guess you don't have a choice, right? No, but uh, like I wasn't even like I got no sleep last night. I didn't know if I was going to be here for this. So thank you, Nathan, for hosting. Uh, but I'm glad I'm here because I enjoyed talking all the things with all of y'all. No so. problems. Um, okay, so just oh, and I'm Nathan. I don't know if I mentioned that. I'd like to just let everybody know that on the 14th, I'm finally done my quarantine and I can leave my house again. And I'm very excited about Hell that. Hell yeah. All right. Do you really, do you really want to though? Well, I want to go running outside. Okay. I, I don't want to run on my treadmill. I do. I want to go places. No, but I'd like to just run outside, not on my treadmill. Speaking of speaking of quarantines, um, this past weekend I just had to do my uh, very first like proper self isolation after uh, getting a prov- like a precautionary test uh, myself. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember last week, I, I mentioned how I had to uh, see some doctors and stuff like that. Um, about some stuff going on in my chest. I, I had, I had, a, I've had a minor surgery. They did a biopsy of my the lymph nodes in my chest. No results yet, but um, yeah, I had to, I had to get the swab finally. I've gone this long without needing the swab, and you know something else goes wrong, and I had to. Now, get when it. you say when you say the swab, you mean the brain swab, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Just want yeah, to make sure we're not talking, nose, you know, like an brain. anal probe or anything like that. Like yeah, they did that okay. too. I don't know. Yeah, that one was. I don't. I don't think that one's necessary, to be honest. What? Um, you, they said you it might was. want to. Add, 
What was the nurse's name? The guy uh, calling himself a doctor in the alley behind the hospital might not be the best source for COVID. But the the sign told me to go that way. Fuck. Not again. I'm just going to Was the sign on cardboard? Maybe. Yeah, maybe look for official documentation next time. Lesson damn it. I guess. I will say the new test that they gave me and my wife was much better for if you're asymptomatic. Uh, yeah. Because I've had the nose, the swab up my nose several times now. The new mm. one is they just swab the sides of your mouth um, on each side, and then they just brush inside the nostril with the swab, yeah. and then no, be done. My, mine was in the nose all the way back. Um, I could yeah. breathe Tickle the back out of, your of that eyeball. nostril afterwards. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Fun? It's, it's not the most comfortable thing. <laughs> Um, no, they we held we it there from, for three seconds. Should we? Should we maybe you know curb the 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 health talk and the the, the scary stuff and you, talk about Davidia games or you don't uh, want you don't want to see my boo boo? You know, man, definitely don't want it. need to see you the sure boo. You don't want to see my boo boo? No, we're getting too okay. dangerous for Twitch here. Okay, I don't know. Man. If I was Avoid in a hot the tub, they'd allow it. You're right. Yeah. What if it was? When a are hot we going to be able to get the YYZ show? hot tub? My parents have uh, one. In a, Oh, about a hundred more subscribers. When we uh, have one, we can do a stream from Mitch's parents' hot tub. Yeah. We Um, all just have to wear shirts, I guess. Yeah. We we can't show man nipples. I thought it was just women nipples. I thought it was discriminatory against women. Equality for all across the board. Oh, well, that's not good for Greg Miller. Um, (laughs) um, Okay. okay. So he's too busy being a dad and stuff. So no, he's not being a dad. He's a pre dad. He's, uh, He's in dad pre-dad. mode already. Come on. Um, okay, so just want to jump on a little bit of housekeeping. I don't know if you guys are aware, but we had a Super Mario Party stream last Thursday. Uh, Cozy, along with um, Tucker, and his mm-hmm. handle is um, missing me at this point. Because Tzerky, I think you're right there, Tzerky. Um, Kyle Darth Sidious joined us for a fun Super Mario Party episode. I think we're going to be Darth doing the uh, Stridius, by the way. Stridius? Oh, sorry. Darth yeah, Stridius. Because exactly. I feel like whoever has Darth Sidious on Twitter got it like minute one of that website being up. So Yeah. Um, Very smart. But we we had a fun time playing uh, the Super Mario Party. It had a few crashes, but overall it was a good time. We're going to try it again tomorrow and hopefully have no crashes on that really solid Nintendo network. Um, and also Cozy is going to be jumping into Apex Legends Legacy, which is, I believe, their new mode. Correct, Cozy? Yes, it's that's the correct. Update, it's yeah. uh, the new kind of like small arena focused mode that uh, a lot of people are having difficulty getting into right now and which I have not tried as a result because I want to wait until it's a little bit more smooth sailing. Okay. Uh, but come this upcoming Monday, I suspect things will be pleasant enough that I can jump in with a couple of other squad mates. I know you, Alex, have mentioned uh, your interest in doing so. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what I wanted out of Apex Legends, was it to not be as much Battle Royale focused. And so I definitely, you know, yeah. with Respawn being as great at making first person shooters as it, I mean, I like the mechanics of Apex. So like, this might actually kind of be like the, the stepping stone I need to being a little bit more into it. So, Have you heard of absolutely. this game called Fortnite? You might be interested in it. Is that the one? Is that the one that they um, they had to explain what a PlayStation was in that in the trial? Yep. Yeah, oh that man, is just crazy, dude. Following along with some of what Rebecca Valentine has been tweeting out, it is nuts. What's going on with that Epic versus Apple thing? I'm oh, shocked how I've... much is getting out from it. 
Yeah. There like, there's so many documents that have been like released that would never have been public knowledge. How did the Microsoft's internal Last of Us 2 review get out? I don't even understand how it's associated to that. I'm so glad it did, though, because they called out exactly what I've been saying about Naughty Dog games for ages. The games are great. The shooting sucks. Hmm. It does. I remember, so back in the day, I feel like Naughty Dog uh, popularized, uh, like, uh, what is it like aiming and shooting to the left and right bumper buttons on the PlayStation three controller, Oh yeah. Uh, at least for the PlayStation three during that generation. Yeah. And at the time, like as somebody that didn't have a lot of experience with a lot of other shooters, I was like, yeah, this is totally acceptable and fine. It, it would be interesting to go back to those games and see how they fare now. Cause I can totally see it feeling totally alien and foreign. What with all of the other proper trigger shooters I've played since then, but I don't know if, in what circumstance I would do so. Well, they're free so. on the PlayStation 5 if you didn't already own them through PlayStation Plus. Sure. I mean, I guess like I guess you could probably map uh, the controls in those games to the bumper buttons instead of the trigger buttons. That's probably an option you can do on the PlayStation 5, right? Yeah, you can remap all the buttons on the PlayStation 5, I believe, to different buttons. Yeah. yeah. It does That's it at a- the system level, though, not at the game level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's still an interesting experiment to test out someday for certain. All right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Can I, Cozy mentioned earlier something being a little broken out the gate. Can I talk about something that's been a little broken out of the gate? Uh Is it your ceiling? No, it's Returnal. Is Returnal broken? It's not that it's broken, but they're frequently pushing updates. And the problem Mm. with the game where each time you die, your run restarts is if you are mid run and put your system to sleep and your system auto-updates, guess what closes? <laughs> oh, the game. yeah, okay. It's a bad system. Um, it's, yeah. It's not smart. There should be some sort of mid-game save state, go back to main menu and whatever, but I don't, I'm sure that's you, something they'll work on. Yeah, I remember I was looking on Twitter, and like the reaction to people even suggesting that, of like, hey, maybe like let people save in the middle of their runs, was met with so much weird vitriol. But then it's like two of the most, at least like the game, one of the most popular games of last year that everyone couldn't stop Mm -hmm. raving about, Hades, has that very same feature. And so does like Binding of Isaac and every other roguelike that I can think of. Dead Cells does that as well. Like, I don't understand why that's such a controversial thing. And it was just kind of, it feels like this weird oversight, especially where like I've been hearing that like some runs are like two to three hours long. Like that's insane to like be able to just assume that people can just sit and play through it all in one go mm-hmm. i ha- i had a fantastic run last night where i beat the first boss on like my seventh or eighth try got to the second boss beat it on my first try or no sorry think i think i got yeah i got to the second boss beat it on my first try and got absolutely whooped by the third boss but even then that run was probably like I think my wife was like, hey, come to bed. I'm like, I will as soon as I die here. And I was just starting the second biome and it was like 11 o'clock. And I think I played until about 1230. So it's like a game takes a lot of time. And it's honestly getting a game like roguelikes have been kind of hit or miss for me personally. I really enjoyed games like Rogue Legacy on Vita. And I really loved Hades, which I still need to finish a run of. Um but getting a game of this scope and the the quality, the polish that's here, 
is unlike any other roguelike we've ever had. It's phenomenal. It's creepy. It's atmospheric. It's frantic. It's bullet hell shooter. It's it's everything I wanted it to be. It's, it's so munchy, goddamn it's chewy. I mean, I don't want my games to be munchy or chewy, but I Just mean, I snack the, sometimes mid game. Hmm. But it's it's so good. I I'm. I, it's hard to justify the price point mm. based on the, the the kinds of games we've gotten in the genre in the past, but it's still a phenomenal game. Yeah, I personally, I think I'm the only other person here who's actually uh, been playing it, and I think it, I think it's phenomenal. I think it's it's got the tight frenetic gameplay that I absolutely adore. Um, it really like kind of makes you. Feel, I mean, like, uh, it makes you feel like you are getting sort of better each run, even if the game is crushingly hard. Like, this is probably the hardest roguelike that I feel like I've, I've played, and I've played a, a decent number of them. Like, this is, this is intense. Um, there are, like, one thing that I feel like, because the very, the first run, you get really, like, kind of introduced to a lot of the story that you're kind of looking to to explore and one of the things that i personally really loved about hades was even if you die the story still kind of keeps presenting itself to you each sort of new run that you have and you start learning more things about these characters and it helps that there are more characters in hades than there are in returnal but i do feel like that is something that is kind of lacking with returnal a little bit is that like it doesn't feel like the story is going to progress until I can get past this first boss. It just kind of feels like I'm at like a standstill at the moment where it's something I'm a little uh, I'm a little disappointed by that I'm like not being able to kind of feel like I'm progressing and learning more about what the hell is actually going on. Hmm. Can I give you a piece of advice as someone that struggled on the first boss for a long time? Probably like Love 15 it. runs or so. Yeah. Um, shoot from the hip. Mm. ADS, ADS is great for some of the little monsters to like focus your attention on them but with how like with the boss fights it's very much like it's each boss is kind of three stages and it is very much like the bullet hell shooter that you expect from Housemark in the past it's very reminiscent of Resogun and of um, uh, Matterfall I think was their most recent one that it kind of really reminds me of especially with that starring a, like a humanoid character mm -hmm. Um Fire from the hip. There's there's auto aim. Uh, you can adjust that to your liking. But mm. honestly, like it'll take a little longer. But I felt like I was. Oh, the other thing I did is I turned on auto run, like auto sprint, so I don't have to. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> oh my there's god! Some, I feel like nice the game has changed. There's the <laughs> there's the auto aim, and then there's the the auto sprint, which I'm using both of because it really helps. Uh, so I can focus on the bullet hell nature of house mark mm -hmm. games of avoiding avoiding the enemies as opposed to having to focus on aiming down sight in this third person shooter kind of way. And when I, when that switch clicked in my brain, the whole game changed the whole goddamn game. It's okay, so cool. That that's really so cool. To, that's really cool to, to, to know that. Yeah. Cause like, I, I feel like I, that's one of the problems I've been having is that like, I feel like I sometimes will narrow in too much and focus on one thing. And because of just how many enemies they're throwing at you and all the different types of enemies, it's like sometimes I just don't notice that this like flying one that is coming near me is going to like hit me. Um, the goddamn yeah, so, bats, dude. Those oh, goddamn dude, I hate bats. Those guys. When they go orange, they like charge at you, and there's hardly any time to get out of the way. Yeah. It's they. Oh, I, I have. I don't think that you can actually dodge them if they they lunge you, at you. You have to shoot them. 
Yeah. If you shoot them enough, they'll like stagger and then they won't attack you. There's a few enemies like that where they'll like glow orange to show that they're about to do something that's going to kick your ass and you can kind of stagger them. Hmm. Um, I did want to ask one more thing of you, Alex, before we move on okay. from Returnal though. What are your thoughts on what they've done with the adaptive triggers? Um, so I think it's a good idea in theory because like uh, for, for everyone who might not be aware, the way that they use the adaptive triggers in Returnal is on your aim button. If you press it down just a little bit, you'll aim down your sights. And if you hold it down, your gun, whichever gun you're using, has an alt fire. So you have things like a grenade launcher or like almost like a shotgun blast where it like shoots a bunch of shots all at the same time in a line or you'll have like a lightning shocker. The shocker is really cool. Yeah. So if you hold down the trigger, (laughs) if you hold down the trigger, it'll like go into this auto aim type thing. Um, I, I do have the adaptive triggers on, but I, it does. This has been the problem I had. I had this when I, when I started playing control ultimate edition and the they had like a little bit of that resistance on the the trigger is it just starts to hurt your hand after a while and like this has been one of my problems with the dual sense just in general is it's super immersive super like super like pretty cool and like again immersive but it takes a lot out of me to keep using it at least more so than i find with like any other controller that i've ever used but I do like the way that they use the haptic feedback. I think that is super cool and is the rain on, feels so yeah, cool. Not on the same level of Astrobot, but it's like it's the AAA equivalent to what Astrobot did. It's I somewhere s- between what Spider Man did and what Astrobot did for yeah, me personally. That's, that's a that's a good that's a good comparison. I would say. Yeah. Do we think Insomniac is going to do a better job with Ratchet? Yes. yes. I think that will get to, like, I feel like they will do a better job, but I don't know how people are going to enjoy Ratchet if it's to the same level as Astrobot. Because I worry that Astrobot was great because it was a smaller bite-sized experience, but with Ratchet, if you're feeling literally like every step you take on different surfaces, people might get fed up with that after three or four hours of what is probably going to be like an eight to 15 hour experience, I would guess. I hope Based so. on the... The previous games of the franchise so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see i cannot wait that comes out the friday before i move and after i move i've taken a week off of work so i can play that i can play final fantasy 7 integrade i can play all the okay my wife's looking at me i can go furniture shopping i can paint <laughs> um i can unpack boxes i can spend time with her it's gonna be great don't forget about mario golf Oh, uh, that's, I think that's the Friday at the end of my vacation. Okay. Or it might be the week after. I think it's I actually think it's the week after. That might June, be June 25th. Yeah, I think that's the week. That's two weeks after <clears throat> I move. Because we get Guilty Gear Strive and Ratchet and Clank the same day. Oh, no, sorry. No, that's right. So that is the end of the week that I move. So hopefully if everything works out, uh, you might see a stream from your boy of some Mario Golf when it comes to that because I'll be off that day. Hmm. Uh, if i'm uh, allowed to take a data stream we'll see so 100 percent. okay so we'll, we'll let's move on from returnal unless we want to return to it again hey what game were you guys playing this week that's new uh returnal tell me about pokemon it. snap oh that one too yeah, yeah. okay tell so who's been playing pokemon snap i know mitch has i know aj has alex have you been Hell playing yeah. snap 
No, I I want to I want to have both Mitch and AJ try to sell it to me because I I'm curious, but I don't know if I'm ready to pull that trigger. And cozy, don't. have you played it? No, I I intend to buy it and play it at some point. It's just right now I want to focus on some other things. Oh, Pokemon Snaps, uh, the the original Pokemon Snap on the N sixty four is a game that's uh, very near and dear to me, and so it's very much like truly a question of when, not if, in my case. Okay. Sweet. I I remember uh, when the original Pokemon Snap came out. That was the, my first experience um, with my dad being pissed that I beat a game in four hours uh, when <laughs> just a brand new game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's um. How long does it, one take you? Uh, by the time I finished it, it was about fifteen to seventeen hours. I believe the internal clock was saying. Um, and it's it's got a lot of replay value in that you want to try and line up the quote unquote perfect shot, although it is a little counterintuitive, like the uh, like the original was. It doesn't follow like a rule of thirds. It's your subject has to be in the middle of the frame for a perfect score, which oh, that would upset me. It that w- yeah, it's upsetting as somebody who knows a little bit about photography. Um, but yeah, I. For me personally, in like the week that I've had, it was exactly what I needed. Much like Animal Crossing last year was exactly what we needed at the start of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's got a lot of good replayability. I don't necessarily think it's worth a full price Switch game. Um, but I'm still having fun with it, and I'm still playing a bunch of it. So I I echo everything you're saying. Honestly, I feel like I didn't pay full price. I used the remnants of a gift card, I think, from the holidays towards this purchase. And I'm glad I did. Um, I love Pokemon. I love everything about Pokemon. This is a game I was going to play no matter what. But I'm glad I didn't pay full price for it because it is very much a I also got to the end of the game probably about the same time, maybe like 10 to 15 hours um, over the course of a few days and then couldn't stop playing Returnal. Um but I, I agree. So each each level within the game, or most of the levels in the game have some sort of variation to them. So like there's a day or a night version or an evening version. Um, and you'll have different ranks per level. And you also have, um, and based on those different ranks, the Pokemon will interact with you in a different way. So when you're like rank one and you throw an apple at them or what are they fluff fruit? I think the game. Yeah, calls it. It, they're, they're just fucking apples. Like, I don't know why it's they an had apple. To- I don't know why they had to do that. I understand why they'd get rid of pester balls from the original, because like that's basically animal abuse. But the well, the the Lumina orbs a little cheesy, but you know I guess it's better than throwing a ball that is meant to pester uh, a creature just so you can get a picture of it. Um, the uh, an interesting thing that I found is like y- that you can go back and forth between like when you rank up a course. You can, uh, if you want to go play on a lower rank of it and ha- see the original, like, level one, quote-unquote, run through the the course, you can see that again and get anything you might have missed from that. But also, um, I don't, I'm not entirely sure how it's doing it quite yet, but they have... Okay, so I was going through the... It was the, the forest... Uh, it's the one that that uh, changes seasons randomly um, as you're going through. Um, and as you rank it up, you'll unlock, you know, a different season in a certain 
part of it. It's split up into like four different sections. Um, it's it's a really it's a really cool trick um, that it does uh, with that, and it's got the Pokemon that changes changes forms in different seasons in it and stuff like that. But like I was going a through deerling. A, yes, like a deerling, and the uh, I think the evolution of it. Uh, Sawsbuck. Yes, that's the one. There we go. Um, you got it. So yeah, you'll see the different variants of that in, in that course, but. I was just going through trying to, to rank up at one point, and I hadn't seen it in any of my previous runs through this level, but suddenly Celebi's flying through. Like, what the fuck? And I was just like, holy shit! And then it it gave me that feeling um, of from the original Pokemon Snap of when you first see Mew for the first time. And you're like, oh shit, I gotta get a picture of, of Mew. Um, and it it that's not the only... Uh, occasion that that sort of happens but um it it definitely uh it, yeah it, so it, yeah sorry, go ahead i, no, I got hung say up that, on my that, words there that yeah i, I was gonna kind of try to jump in and save it and then you started and i feel bad now um that kind of happened happens. with me but it was very much less eventful where it was like i ranked up a course and I went through it again, and the Pokemon are more friendly to you, but there's also different Pokemon on the course. So I, I'd come around a corner, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, it's Heracross! Fucking love Heracross! And yep. just little things like that. Of like, it, it, it brings so much joy just through these little interactions. And it's very, it's going to be for me, like, prior to this, my pick-up-and-play experience on the Switch was Clubhouse games. I'd pick it up, I'd play a game of President or Blackjack or something, like uh, Texas Hold'em or something, and hop out. And now that's going to be Pokemon of jumping in, running a course I'm not th I, I don't have rank 3 on yet or max rank or whatever it is go through relax take some photos you know upload some to Twitter like I know I think cozy you had it earlier but I, I took some really nice photos I really love this mm -hmm. one that I put this high contrast filter on a photo of a Gengar coming through a portal I thought that looked really cool um it's just little things like that there's other things I don't like such as the way to get screenshots off of the switch um, because if you try to use the send to smartphone feature, which has you scanning two QR codes, it puts a watermark on the photo saying the game it came from. And that's really goddamn annoying when you're trying to share photos of a thing. Oh, that's lame. But yeah. It, yeah. But it doesn't do that when you do the system screenshot button for whatever reason or no. So sorry, it was in game. There's an op option to save it to your system. When you save it to the system, it puts the watermark of the name of the game. But if you just use the screenshot button on the switch, it doesn't. So it's just like I end up using the screenshot button and then cropping them when they're on my phone to get them to look good for Twitter. And it's just like there's too many steps. It's too many steps. And they didn't do it well. And it's unfortunate that they've done that in a game that's so focused on photography of the save to system option watermarking the photos. Yeah, that sucks. Cozy, like, I'm going to put uh, just a link to my tweet with some pictures in... Uh in the group chat there. Oh, is this a chance for me to name the Pokemon? Yeah, Please. go for it. I already Please spoiled do. the Gengar, but you can do the other ones. Okay. Okay. Nathan? For our audio listeners, I'm sorry. Oh, yes. I need to switch to the Discord feed. <clears throat> yeah. Otherwise, I won't see it. Um, okay. I know this one. This is... You can, you can see in this photo, too, that watermark of the name of the game I was talking yeah, about, which it, is annoying. It's a terrible watermark. Um, we should note yeah. that there are two Pokemon currently on screen. Mucklup. Both of them. Yep. Nailed Mucklup. it. Mucklup, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Mucklup. 
And now, I, I will say... Grimace. And Grimace. <laughs> and Grimace. Blue Grimace. Yep. Close. Now, I will say, in Nathan's, in Nathan's defense, I'm pretty sure that... Um, the Pokemon at the center of the screen, Alex. whose whose true name is Wooper. <laughs> Jesus! Oh my Alex, God! Are you okay? He's actually, he's, he's actually dying. Alex is dead. <laughs> Rip, bud. So I will say this in in your defense, Nathan. I'm pretty sure that both Wooper and Mudkip, which is the Pokemon from the previous episode that oh, that's the one uh, I was thinking you of. Incorrectly named. I'm pretty sure that both of them are based off of the same weird looking animal. Hence why you both probably looked at them and thought, oh, they both have these weird gills. Must be one in the same. Does that I don't know what quite not look like Grimace, off, though? <laughs> oh, no, I see it now that you Flagsire said it. Quagsire is 100% yeah. a blue Grimace. Actually, 100%. Grimace. I'm pretty sure that Quagsire is probably based off of like a like one of those giant Chinese salamanders. Like, especially when you look at his face, for example. Confirmed. Grimace is a giant furry Chinese salamander. All right. Let's All right. continue. This this one is one of my favorite photo. pictures I've taken. That's a great photo. Um, uh, what I also Nathan, I'm going to give you a this isn't a hint but like don't overthink this one. Hellhound? Something Dude, like very closer good. Than not, I thought. Yeah, very not close, that actually. is not far off. Uh its actual name is Hound Doom. Hound Doom. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh So th this is a screenshot well, here. Um go back to that. The yeah, Just, there um, actually is. I, I actually pre one. personally prefer the picture on the right, which is uh, my uh, a Bidoof uh, sleeping on his uh, dam there. Um, but it was worth six points less than the one of the Bidoof standing in his. And I hate it. And I'd I like the other say, one better. I just want to say Bidoof, uh, very much a standout in new Pokemon Snap. Very fun, yes. full of personality, great characterization they put into this. You know, little dopey beaver Pokemon, and I love it. Just the the amount of individualization and characterization they gave to the Pokemon in this game is just so much fun. Is that professor yeah. named after a tree? Uh, no, Mirror Professor Mirror Professor Mirror. Okay, I thought most of them were named. I think after he's trees. named after a camera part this time. Oh, yep, because okay. it's 100%. Pokemon Snap. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, ooh, you can also go. edit edit photos. So can, that's how I applied the filters to, to mine, which we can show in a second. This is Thirst Trap, right? Yep. 100% Thirst Trap. This yep. this one absolutely is. <laughs> this one uh, is called no. Audino. Yeah, it's one of those Audino. names that I still don't fully understand. Is it because it has giant ears and so it's like a pun on like auditory hearing and stuff like that. It, it's not the really giant much. ears, but a lot of the symbolism in its design yeah, and stuff like look kind of like music notes. Yeah. Oh, it's I mega evolution leans. Oh, into I see that the make. Well. I see the notes. Yeah. On the okay. ears. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Do you want to pull up uh, the tweet I have there? Cozy with some of my edited. Yeah, photos? sure. I was showing it off earlier, but you're right that Whenever Nathan can do the who's Nathan that Pokemon thing. Guess Pokemon yeah. names. For the well record, I, I know Gengar and I would have gotten Gengar because he's part of the Gengar original. Gengar will give you. We'll give you anything that's Gen 1. Gen 1, right. I know pretty much all of them. Uh, now, this is Gen up, 4. Nathan. Good luck. This Pokemon was featured in the Detective Pikachu movie. So I, you I might have already seen it there. Oh, you didn't you didn't see it. No. No. You need to see Every, it. Everyone needs to watch the Detective Pikachu movie. It is phenomenal. Probably the best video game movie ever made. 
My yeah. wife went to see it when I was out of town with my boys. That's unfortunate. Uh, uh, it's not turtle, but it kind of looks like a turtle. Uh, it is a turtle. Yeah. Torch I will shell. give that to you. It is it. Mm-hmm. Torch shell. You got the first part right. Tort. Tortellini. This is, is Torterra. Torterra. The final evolution of the Gen Four Grass Starter Turtwig. Oh, I remember so, Turtwig from last week. Yeah, I do want to say, Nathan. I, I do feel like it was a little bit unfair that we showed you uh, that picture because this is what Torterra looks like in his full glory. And I feel like if you had seen that pi- a picture of him looking more like this, you would have maybe leaned more into like the earthy side ground of your name aspect, guessing yeah. but, but know, i got the tort part aspect, but <clears throat> you i can name tour. pokemon i've been pretty congratulations let's get into the other two we got two more there for him right. i like this every week we should bring a few pokemon for me to name yeah. um i oh, know yeah. that one is you should oh he was in sword and shield um uh score bunny there yes. you go there we go one for six all right. I would have had Gengar. That's two. So this is yeah. the Gengar photo I mentioned. I love the overexposure of this. Honestly, so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's, it's right. a that's also a, a neat level where he's doing that weird. It is. This photo is from that same around. level, actually. It, this is one of my favorite Pokemon, honestly. Which Nathan's not going to know, so I'm not going to give it away. It looks like the one that starts with K. Court Kabutops. No, the one that Angus carries Gun. the kid. Kangaskhan. <laughs> I see. I see how you would get that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Kangaroo prehistoric. Kangaroo prehistoric. Kangaroo prehistoric. Yeah, that's very close because yep. it is a I, fossil Pokemon at least. I would have never thought to have like associated this Pokemon with kangaroos before, but I can kind of see how you would like arrive at that. But yeah, this is a prehistoric Pokemon called Rampardos. Okay. So yeah, now, you know, sweet. That's your, who's that Pokemon with Nathan? (laughs) Stay tuned for next week's as they bring bring more photos next week. I can do it. Bring me more Pokemon next week. I won't do any research. I enjoy this. What else do you enjoy, Nathan? Um, Oh, Hey, yeah, maybe I'll talk about what I've been playing. So last week I talked about this game called Judgment. I don't know if you guys remember. Mm. It's a Yakuza spinoff. Um, I've never played a Yakuza game, but I got the review code for Judgment, so I thought I'd give it a try. It turns out I fell in love with the story. After we uh, filmed our episode last week, um, on the weekend I decided that I was just going to try and finish the story. So I started at 7 o'clock at night after we finished dinner playing the game. At three o'clock in the morning, I still wasn't done and finally forced myself to go to bed. I got up at eight in the morning and then finished the story in another four hours. I couldn't put it down while I was playing it. It is such a fantastic, like, film noir detective story within that game. I needed to know everything. So, and I needed to know what happened and what tied to the murders. And it was just so good. If you want a good Every- story to play, Judgment has one in spades. It took me about 28 hours to beat the, just the main campaign. Every so, everything I've heard from like like even the little bit of I've played of like Yakuza 0, everything I've heard about like that that universe of games, it's 
absolutely fantastic on story. Little hit or miss on gameplay wise, yeah. but world and and immersion and everything within that realm, it, it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, so. I, I still dislike the combat. I think the combat's terrible. Um, I think they force you into it way too often because there will be these uh, beats that happen even after the story finishes. You can go back into the city and some gain has invaded your city and there's four gain leaders all over the map and your encounter rates go up from like maybe you see an encounter to like every five steps you're getting being attacked by people, which is super mm -hmm. frustrating until you beat all the gain leaders or your time ticks out on them. Um, so... <clears throat> Yeah, so definitely not like I just find myself running when those happen because I just don't want to deal with it anymore. Just because I'm trying to get things accomplished in the open world. I'm trying to work on getting all the 50 side quests unlocked. Uh, there are many, as dark as the story is, there are many weird side quests like one ki guy who hires you to find his kid who plays dangerous hide and seek. Um, and there's like three different times you do that and it turns out the guy's ignoring his son. Um, and the sun's trying to get attention. Uh, there's infidelity all over the place uh, that you were checking Ooh. out. Um, there are several perverts you need to capture um, that are wandering around the city. There is one that is called Ass Ketchum, who just likes to grab people. Um, yep. There's a peeping uh. Tom named Judge Peep and Seek. And then there is um, a professor panty stealer who steals your panties. Um, and you have mm. to solve all these missions. Uh, so there's just like really weird quirky stuff. Uh, um, but there's like lots of really like cool detective stuff that's not so Japanese and quirky. So um, it, it's a really, I, I've really enjoyed my time with it. I'm doing the side quests and I've only got like, I want to say four or five left to do. And I've done all that. I think I'm going to put the game down. I would have loved to have platinum this game, but it number one requires a hard mode playthrough on legendary, which I don't want to do because I hate the combat to begin with. And I don't think it's good. But then beyond that, uh, there is something called, uh, cause it takes place. I'm going to say the name of the city wrong. Kamarocho. 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 Yeah. Uh, um, Anyway, so on your phone, which is like your main tool, there's an app called Kamaro Go. And basically Ooh. keeps track of everything you're doing in the game. And so part of it is like going to all the stores and you got to buy everything from every, like all the food stores. You got to buy every single piece of food in it. Um, but then there's this whole city aspect of it. And like part of it is like beat 300 enemies with a, like, like different levels of beat the enemies with weapons, beat the enemies by jumping off the wall and finish them. And like all these like really bad like combat challenges that you have to hmm. do. So um not so not a fan of those per se. Um so but I think once I get the 50 side missions done, I'll just put the game down. As much as it saddens me, I'd love to spend some time more time platinuming it, but it's not worth the time investment to do it. So, but if you're looking for a fun story, Judgment's really good. It looks great in the PS5. The load times are instant. Um, yeah, uh, really good. Cool. Yeah. By the way, uh, the name of the location that Judgment takes place in is Kamurocho. It's basically meant to be a fictional district within the city of Tokyo. Yes. With um, So 
if you kind of break down its name into parts, uh, it basically is Kamuru, Kamuro, like the name of the area, and then Cho means district. Uh, so a little bit of fun Japanese lessons for y'all. Okay, well, that's good to know. Can- it takes place in Japan, and I think this is the same world that Yakuza 6 takes place in. Can I segue to the most Canadian thing I've ever talked about on this podcast? Uh, sure. Sure. Okay. So for those who do not follow the NHL, um, essentially there's this goon that plays for the Washington Capitals that goes by the name Tom Wilson. And in their last game against the New York Rangers, he pinned one of their players to the ice and sucker punched him in the back of the head more than once. So he got into a fight with another player whom he pulled by the hair down towards the ice without a helmet on, and then proceeded to punch that player in the face. Uh, The player Mm. who did those actions did not get suspended. He got a fine. The Rangers and Capitals are playing each other tonight in the first game after that. And it's uh, it's been interesting. There were four fights within the first minute. Uh, the player who has been doing all of the bad things to the other team in the previous game left because he's a crying baby little guy um, because he didn't want to deal with the harassment he was getting in this game. Um, it's just crazy what's going on right now between the Washington Capitals and the New York Rangers. And it's all because the NHL didn't suspend this guy when they should have. Jesus. Wasn't there a notice that the New York Rangers said that they should have been fired? Or not so fired, but the, suspended or something. The, the ownership group behind the New York Rangers, so like the New York Rangers owner put out a statement saying that the head of the Department of Player Safety, George Peros, an infamous uh, enforcer back in his playing days, should be fired because he's not protecting the players. Because Tom Wilson is a player who is a repeat offender, has been suspended already once this season for an illegal boarding call, and should have been suspended for that play. Now, the first player that he pinned to the ice and punched in the back of the head took a running, jumping cross-check at a... Like, through a a jumping, running cross-check at another player and got five minutes and a game misconduct and is now likely facing a suspension. But it shouldn't have happened in the first place because the guy should have been suspended from his previous antics. And it's just... Mm. It's it's too much. Like, Alistair, a friend of ours in the chat, is saying there were 100 penalty minutes in the first period alone. Oh, wow. 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 At one point, each team had six players in the penalty box. That shows stop the game. I I should not have played this game. I agree. I don't even understand how you do, like, that jumping maneuver with ice skates on. I feel like that's really difficult. Skate, leave feet, and lead with stick at guy's face. It's very dangerous. Hmm. All right. Well, that's Mitchell been Hockey Talk a, with Mitch. Mitchell, keep us abreast of the Hockey Talk. Will do. Um, so let's transition to Cozy. Cozy, um, yeah. I know you've been dealing with some wars recently. So tell me about Halo Wars, or unless we're doing a separate podcast about it. Yeah. I mean, we have the man, the myth, and the legend in the room right here who's been organizing our Halo podcast series. Are we doing a episode on the halo wars or tentatively no just because i think i wanted to keep it focused to the first person shooters to the main line to the chief story not even not even just the chief story but mostly just the the fps games i I feel like it's a supplementary episode where you can go at the same time if if halo if halo infinite ends up getting announced and then delayed by a few weeks then yeah we'll probably play halo wars and spartan assault and halo wars too Wait, I don't want there's to. no release date for Halo, right? 
not no, which is why we haven't look. announced this, this year thing it, yet again yeah. one day one day i know shocking i will talk about halo what yeah how dare you so in that case i'll keep my impressions <clears throat> of halo wars definitive in, uh, edition relatively light um yeah i wanted to play something uh, after i completed halo combat evolved uh that was within the halo universe but you know uh, wasn't interfering with our podcast recording schedule. And this was a game that I had um, like actually done a lot of research into and read a lot about the development of uh, in years past because Ensemble Studios, the now defunct studio <laughs> responsible for this game, had like a really interesting development cycle where like Bungie was not super happy with them using their IP. And apparently Ensemble, over the course of this game's development, had ambitions to also make like a Halo MMO that Bungie was not super pleased with uh, regardless. Um, but apparently, you know, this game came out, it was well received at the time, and everybody was kind of like, ah, oh, you know, this is a good use of the kind of storied um intergalactic universe. And uh, yeah, just from the couple hours I played of it, I can... I could definitely feel the difficulty ramping up in Halo Wars uh, the further I got into it, but thus far it's been a fun time. I'm not like, I, there are not many RTS games that I've played uh, in my life, you know, outside of like your Pikmin's, for example, which are really good in which I feel like we may have undervalued last episode, but I won't get too much into it. You should play it. it, Mitch. It's good. Yeah. Uh, Alex, I know when I uh, brought up bringing this game, you were very enthusiastic about uh, me checking them out. Like, yeah, w when you were first introduced to the world of Halo Wars, were you kind of like, did you like kind of turn your nose up at it? Or was this something that you kind of got into and found yourself enjoying really kind of right away back in the day? So the first Halo Wars is interesting because uh, I'm assuming you're also you're playing this on the Series X, I'm assuming. Uh, yes, that's okay. correct. I'm yeah, playing it on the Series X. It was, it was very interesting because I hadn't really played that many RTS games before Halo Wars just because of having a console because they were mostly locked off to the PC um, or to like just the, yeah, the computer just in general. Um, so Halo Wars was interesting because of the controller uh, being the primary source of input because it was only available in the Xbox 360. Um, and I, I did enjoy it for what it was. Like, I thought it was very cool getting to, um, just getting to control, like, large armies because for as much as I love the Halo franchise, and let me tell you, I, I do quite a bit. I know that might be a shock, but, like, it was one thing that I think the games don't do as well is kind of show the scale of the conflict between the Covenant and the the UNSC. It, you really, it really does feel like you know, as the Master Chief, you're fighting like a small section of the Covenant, even though it's supposed to be this whole like you are like the the reason why the war won or why the humans win the war. Um, like it didn't feel like that on a on a grand scale. So getting to play Halo Wars was very cool in that sense. Though I do think that the the story of the first game is very kind of just like, oh, it's just, it's supplemental stuff. It just kind of felt like it's, you know, nothing really that special for the Halo universe. And the characters don't really do too much. I think they all get expanded on a lot in Halo Wars 2. And I feel like Halo Wars 2 is such a great evolution of this of this franchise that in a lot of ways I think is 
one of the most influential Halo games to, I mean, it's more, influ- I think it's more influential than Halo 4 or 5 in the sense of where Halo is going. Um, and so I, I personally did enjoy the first Halo Wars, uh, but I think because of its limitations of being an Xbox 360 game really do show, especially now going back to it in comparison to like the sequel. Because mm-hmm. like in Halo Wars 2, uh, some of the characters from that are going to be in Infinite. Is that? Um, I don't I think know. I did hear that. I don't know if like the, the if, big brute who showed up as like a hologram at the end of that reveal trailer for Halo Infinite is he not like a villain from Halo Wars Two? No, uh, he's not in Halo Wars Two. Uh, it's what it, I can't remember. Uh, it's like Decimus. No, Decimus is Atriox's secondhand man. Atriox is the main brute from Halo Wars Two, but he mentions Atriox in his like speech to Master Chief. But we don't uh, know yeah, yeah, what we don't know what the deal is with Atriox. At at the point of Halo Wars Two, they're still on the Ark, and who knows, they might be dead. Uh, he says something about his legacy, so no. But Halo Wars Two establishes the Banished and what they are, and that's going to be the main force you're going to be fighting through Halo Infinite. Got mm-hmm. it. Long okay. and short of it. All right. Uh, so, Cozy, are you going to keep playing Halo Wars, or did you get through it? Uh, I've not gotten through it yet. I will keep playing it. Uh, I don't know for how long, but I, I you know, with me slowly play, playing through all the other mainline Halo games, I figure that I might as well, you know, tick those boxes off the list as well. Okay. The other thing I saw was that you booted up a 3DS. Yes, that's right. Um, so as you know, as of recent, uh, I've also been playing another game by the name of Control on my PlayStation 5 because I'd been hankering for you know something that would really take advantage of the playstation 5's extra computational power and lo and behold i had uh control ultimate edition on my hard drive thanks to it being given away for free via playstation plus um and kind of you know i don't know if me playing control influenced uh this but i was like you know playing control which you know is very much kind of a metroidvania game in its own right has kind of left me hankering to go and play another kind of Metroidvania, a 2D Metroidvania, like, for example, a proper Metroid game, like, for example, Metroid Samus Returns on the 3DS, um, which is a game that I have been meaning to check out for a while. Um, The thing about this game is that when it was first announced, I kind of had mixed opinions on knowing that it existed. for me, to me, like I think it's a little bit disconcerting that it feels like outside of Metroid Prime Four, the only Metroid games people salivate about wanting are all remakes. Yeah. Like, oh man, give me a remakes of the Metroid Prime trilogy. Give me a remake of Metroid Fusion. Give me a remake of Zero Mission. Like, I really feel like the Metroid series should expand out to like New Horizons and not going to limit itself to what came before. Uh, on top of that, like. I played the original version of Metroid 2 on the original Game Boy. Yeah, me too. uh, I should mention, not on the Game Boy itself, but like via the 3DS's virtual console. Um, And I I liked it just fine. I actually think I like it more than most people tend to like that game. Um, But like the idea of that game specifically being remade was never something that was super appealing to me. Um, Nevertheless, I still felt 
uh, obliged to go and check it out as somebody who's hugely into Metroid. And so I downloaded it the other night. And I got to say, you know, the game, you know, from a narrative perspective is not the most complex thing in the world, especially compared to something like Control, which is kind of like lore porn with the sheer amount of uh, like terminals and documents and, you know, things that you can learn about the state of that game's universe uh, on a minute to minute basis. But like just in terms of being like a great soup to nuts uh, Metroidvania, Metroid Samus Returns really delivers. Um, the one big addition that this game kind of brought to the Metroid universe is a like retributive like melee ability where if an enemy is uh, coming at you, you can basically melee them and that will briefly power up your arm cannon. And doing that and just jumping around and shooting at enemies, it just it feels really good. And each room uh, that you explore in the game just feels really kind of like well massaged over in the way that you would expect a good uh, Nintendo platformer to be. And so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to playing more of this game. And yeah, I, not uh, much you, else you to said say you wanted, moment. you said you were wanting to, uh, you, you were hoping they would kind of take Metroid in kind of a new direction. I have a pitch mm -hmm. for you. Metroid breath of the wild. Mm. I mean, We'll we'll, we'll have to it. see we'll, we'll have to see what Retro Studios is cooking up. Uh, Think about it. Yeah, uh, I I would like to see, and I've been a proponent of this for years because I love Metroidvanias. Um, however, I missed Super Metroid back on the Nintendo when I was a kid because my parents just never bought it for me. And Sam, it wasn't one of those games that ever jumped out at me. And I love Metroidvanias now, but I've gone back to Super Metroid and it does not feel great. Um, I think if you mm. grew up with it, it feels much better than if you try to get into it now, because like the aim and everything, you can only go up to, or like diagonal. It doesn't give you a lot of freedom. Um, yeah, but I would love to see uh, like an indie let let Nintendo. They will never do this, but give the reins to an indie studio to make a two D Metroidvania. Yeah, like I mean, fresh, this is a fresh adventure. I mean, I mean way that's forward would be perfect for that. To be honest. Uh, I just want to say, I mean, that's sort of what happened with Metroid Samus Returns. Like, the game was primarily developed by, I can't remember the name. It was that one Spanish studio that previously worked on Castlevania games. Anybody here know which one I'm talking about? Uh, I can't remember the name, but I, I know what you're talking Mer about. Mercury uh, something? Mercury Steam. Labs? Mercury Steam, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was sort of the situation that happened with this game is basically Mercury Steam came to Nintendo with like a Metroid pitch and the stars kind of just aligned right. And Nintendo's like, yeah, sure, we'll collaborate together on this. Um, it's actually, it's kind of too bad that it seems like Mercury Steam isn't working on anything Metroid related at the moment because just based on the quality of the game I've played so far, like if I was Nintendo, I would have been like, hey, we, you guys are free to do what it is that you want to do after this. But if you guys are down to make more 2D Metroid stuff, like we will 100% green light whatever it is you want to do right and off the bat. Why wasn't this ported to Switch? Uh, I mean, because it ultimately, came out I don't know. But uh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was just saying it came out when, like after the Switch had released, right? To the 3DS? Yeah. Do I have my timeline right? It, it released in September of 2017. It was 
like one of the last games that the 3DS received. And also, I believe that it was like the last time that the uh, Game Awards gave out an award for like best mobile game. Mm. Because they think they realized like that this after the 3DS sunsets, this reward is kind of not really necessary anymore. That's fair. Because every Switch game is a mobile game. Yeah, I don't know. It's um, we've heard in the past that like uh, remaking uh, games uh, for the Switch that were originally on the 3DS is like pretty labor intensive. Like I remember uh, Masahiro Sakurai saying that like Kid Icarus Uprising was unlikely to receive a Switch uh, remake for that exact reason. Um, but I mean, then again, the Switch has shown that you know you can re-release old games on it, and you are more than guaranteed for said remake to sell way better than it sold on its original console. So, yeah, it's too bad, but it, hey, it was <laughs> kind of charming to go back to the 3DS's eShop and watch those weird presents slowly fill up my gauge, letting me know that my game was ready to download. Okay. Um, all right. So we managed to cover control there. We talked about Metroid. I think it's time, uh, because I don't know what's going on with our webcams right now. Um, uh, we, we were five. We are now three for the time being. We'll be fine. We'll survive. Okay. Yeah. Let's- Every time that somebody leaves the discord call, just for a little like behind the scenes info for those watching live on Twitch. Um, my like setup gets messed up because of the way that I'm like capturing the different windows and whatnot. Uh, but don't worry, I can fix it on the fly. So let's jump into the movie corner of press YYZ. And let's talk about some TV and movies. Cause Mitch, you've been Woo! doing a lot of watching of TV and movies. Let's start off. Oh, yeah. You've seen the circle finale and I haven't. Let's not talk about the circle. I have. Let's talk about it. No. Let's uh, spoil everything. Next next episode, we can spoil the circle. Damn it. With the circle. You should have watched it at lunch like I did. Uh, I was busy all lunch. I've actually been working hard this week. Um, Okay. So let's talk about the Mitchells versus the machines. I'm very excited to see this with my boys potentially this weekend. Very disappointed Alex isn't here for this bit, but that's fine. Uh, This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Wow. It is absolutely uh like it, it's hard to describe in words how much this movie meant to me. I I I find myself relating to the way the narrative is unfolding with this family and the way, you know, like it's a coming of age story for the main for the main uh, character who's the eldest daughter of the Mitchell family. Um the aesthetic of it, it's very reminiscent of uh Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which I absolutely love. Uh, it's being produced by uh, Lord and Miller, who were very well known for having done uh, Spider-Verse. They did the Lego movie. All of that charm and humor shines through here as well. The cast does a phenomenal job. I think it's uh, Danny McBride as the the dad in the family. is just, he's so funny in such a dad way. Um, it, it tugs on your heartstrings. It tells a great story. There's a lot of fun to it. Um, essentially, uh, machines are uprising while this family is on a cross country road trip and, uh, chaos ensues. And it's, it's, it's so good. If you have Netflix, you are doing yourself a disservice having not watched this movie yet because it is, it's something special. I think I like it more than Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And that's my favorite Spider-Man movie. Wow. Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. So that's how, that'll tell you how much I think I enjoyed this movie. Okay. It's um, it, it's so good. 
Yeah, I'll watch it with my boys this weekend. I'm excited after seeing the trailer and hearing all the praise about it. Um, I want to get my boys into it. So um, that is exciting. Uh, next up, tell me about... Oh, no, that's Alex. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, we don't have Alex back yet. We'll but, get, we'll get uh, Alex's I mean, thoughts on AJ Mitchell's versus the Alex, machines so. when he gets back. I, I am technically an Alex. I'm going to throw you a rope. So why don't you tell me about Ted Lasso? Lasso. Is it Lasso or Lasso? It's Lasso. Lasso. Gotcha. Uh, that, that was a really, another... I, I appreciate the pun you were going for, Nathan. I do. I, I commend you on that regard. Thank you. Uh, and they actually use a pun very similar to that in the show, uh, where there's a character from Quebec, and uh, he gets his name wrong uh, because he doesn't he doesn't Quebec. do the he doesn't uh, he doesn't do the right inflection on his name, uh, which is which is a funny bit. Uh, and there's also reference to poutine in the show. So for all, for all our Canadian friends out here, Ted Lasso has two Canadian jokes. Um, <laughs> no, this is a series that I've been wanting to watch for a while, and this week I didn't really have like I needed something lighthearted easy to watch with you know my <laughs> the walls around me literally trying to crumble um and i started ted lasso and it i couldn't stop i started the show monday night it is now wednesday night and i finished the first season of this show and it's it's got all of the wit and so essentially the premise of this is an american division two football coach like a college football coach is hired to be the ma the manager of a Premier League football club in the UK. So not American football, but you know, actual kick with your foot football. Real football. Real football. Yes, thank you. Um, and foot it's hilarious because before the show, I didn't really know anything about the premise of the show other than American football coach goes to coach soccer in the UK. And before the first episode ended, like it it, it is predictable in ways. Um, because like before the, before the first episode ended, I was watching with my wife and, um, I turned to her, I'm like, oh, the owner of the club is probably trying to, you know, uh, like throw the franchise into disarray and like tank the whole thing. And that's why she hired this idiot to be the football coach. And lo and behold, she hired him because she's trying to tank the team because of reasons that you will get if you watch the show. But again, very human story, very relatable, um, tons of great characters you've got like the veteran captain of the team who's on his last legs like he's, he's on the verge of retirement and him having to deal with his own morality and what is he outside of being a footballer you've got the hotshot young guy who doesn't take shit from anybody and you know feels like he's above all the rules and all this stuff you've got um great banter back and forth between um jason sudeikis who plays ted lasso and his assistant coach who also comes over with him from the u.s uh they have a great rapport there's this equipment manager clubhouse uh manager um nate nathan who is a lot of fun so nate if you're looking for a show with a nate there you go Ooh. um it's it's so good it's it, at times you'll laugh at times you'll be on the verge of tears it's just it's it's something very special and it's the first time i've watched an entire season of something on apple tv plus and i did it in less than two days and if that doesn't go to show you how the, like the quality of the show, I don't know what uh, what does. If you don't have so Apple good. TV, how do you watch this? Uh, you go out and buy a new Apple device and get it for free for a year with your new Apple device. Oh, I'm not. Well, sure. five, that no thanks. Yeah, it's five dollars a month, and I would say if Fuck and that pay five dollars. I think they have a free trial as well. Like 
find a way to watch this show and support this show. Season two comes out in July. So what I would say is if you're going to get a month, get a month right before that, watch both seasons what, and be a happy. Oh, wait, they might I'm, be doing the weekly release thing, though. I don't know. What I'm saying Apple is does. fuck Apple hashtag free Fortnite. Uh, one, I agree. I think it'll be interesting to see how the Epic Apple thing plays out in court. And I think the best thing for the industry would be for Epic to win. Uh, two, this has nothing to do with video games. And I'm just talking about the quality of the content that they're putting on Apple TV plus and Ted Lasso alone is worth paying $5 to watch. However, not worth you can. giving money to Apple. It, it, you're putting money towards the production of a show that is phenomenal. It's human. It's, it's relatable. It's funny. It's, it's, yeah, I already incredible. pay for Netflix. And Disney plus. Yeah, it's and five. Disney Plus. Do I need and to Amazon e-transfer Prime, the yeah, both of you about. five? I will e-transfer each of you five dollars if it means you will watch this damn show. Why not just let me log in with your password or something? I don't like sharing that password with people or any password. That's fair. That's fair. Um, no, find a way to watch this show because it is it is one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. Wow. Period. Even Exclamation than- mark. Even better than season three of a certain magical index? One, yes. Two, I'm saying that on... I'm an MCU nut. I've seen WandaVision. I've seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No spoilers. I enjoyed this show more than either of those. Wait, season three of a magical index? What are we referencing? For for the record, season three of a certain magical index is actually not as well regarded as some of the prior seasons. Uh, Season two of a certain scientific railgun or season three of a certain scientific railgun. Oh, these are anime. Yeah, these are potentially those are potentially in contention in the uh, eventual a certain magical index versus uh, lasso or lasso fight that we're going to have. Okay, Um, so watch Ted Lasso. It looks like we may have lost Alex permanently. Fingers crossed he comes oh, back, dear. but he's struggling right now. Um, so I'm going to skip Alex's stuff about Mortal Kombat, uh, but I'm going to let Mitch plug uh, the Wally show for YYZ Video. Yes. So this week, hopefully, we've had some scheduling snafus with getting this recorded, but we have. I watched Wally. It's a great movie. You'll have to watch this. Wally. You'll have to watch this week's episode AJ, of YYZ Video. Eva. Uh, Eva. Uh, I yeah, so like you'll it. have to yeah you'll have to you'll have to catch that episode hopefully this week on youtube we'll put out on social if uh okay our editor is saying we should have it up so that makes me confident but if not we'll let you guys know but it was one heck of a conversation i think this is one of our best episodes yet and i know i say this every two weeks when we put in a new episode of that show because they all get better than the last but i think we're getting to a really fun era of pixar with this with up being the next one there's just Ooh, such good content up coming up if you want you, i need help have you guys so, film that do you, no we I haven't up. um well it's up it's, to you it's the best first it's, 20 minutes it's up to you uh uh oh, up to you yeah yeah i try up um, yours gives I me an excuse to it. rewatch up i gotta watch it actually uh and if you are interested in watching along with us i think Based on our cadence next Friday in our Discord, which you can join at invite.gg slash pressyyz. We do a weekly watch party. Uh, and next Friday, that'll be June 14th, I think. Or May 14th, sorry. 
I'm well, getting June fourteenth. I'm getting ahead of myself. God damn it! Uh, uh, we'll yes, be it watching is May fourteenth. Uh, we'll be watching that next Friday, May fourteenth. Um, and we've actually decided in the weeks between, so we do the Pixar ones every other week, and we've got time between now and Loki. Which, uh, for those who don't know, they announced today that they're going to be releasing Loki episodes on Wednesday and not Friday. So that throws a wrench in our plan. So thanks a lot, Disney, for screwing up our watch parties. God. <sighs> um, no, so we're going to watch a few MCU movies in the off weeks leading up to Loki. I think we settled on probably Thor Ragnarok and the two recent Avengers movies just because they're great. Um, I mean, they kind of lead right up into Loki, so that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I thought about doing the first Thor or the first Avengers. Uh, you should watch Thor The Dark World. That's the last MCU We're definitely not watched. watching Thor The Dark World. Um, you need to watch Thor The Dark World for all of five minutes to get the context for Thor Ragnarok. Um, uh, I, I watched that with my kids watching, last. I thought about not watching Infinity War and spoilers going up here for Infinity War. If you still haven't seen it three or three years after it came out, right? Three years? Uh, Loki's War? in a... Yeah, Infin- Infinity War. Yeah, that sounds Inf- right. Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah, so he was, he's in the movie for all of five minutes. So it's not like you really need that for the context of where he ends up to start Loki, but... No, but you need Endgame. You need Endgame, and to watch Endgame, you need Infinity War, so... Yeah, it's true. Okay. So that's the that's the plan for the next few weeks of the Press YYZ Discord watch parties is uh, MCU Loki appearances intermingled with upcoming Pixar movies. So if you're at all interested, feel free to jump into that Discord server and have yourself a good time. After that, we're going to be watching A Talking Cat and take it to the bank. We're definitely not doing that. Wait, what's this I'm not doing that. You can do whatever you want. I am not watching that movie. What movie? A Talking Cat. That's literally what it's called. Oh. It's terrible. You've never even seen it. I've seen the trailer and that is enough. I now have to look does it, at does it, this a talking cat. I don't know what this is. Like like other cat-related movies, does it also have a butthole cut? It, oh, it's a 23. Um, the initial film. movie is the butthole cut. Mm. Oh, this poster I, looks terrible. Who let this out? Yeah, thank you. There are a lot of things I could actually follow up the butthole comment with about this film's production, but I don't want to get into it. So you don't want to get into the butthole. Do you remember? Yeah, I don't do want to get into trouble with the Twitch police. Do you remember oh, when um, fo- like cameras were new on phones, like flip phones? Yeah. My old roommate, I once took a picture of his dog's butthole and set it on his background. And it was like that for like three weeks and he didn't know what it was. I'm sure he enjoyed that. <laughs> wow. Until I filmed, um, let him know, filled him in on what was going on. And then he was pretty upset with me. But I was I in my wonder young, why I was in my young early 20s. And that was fun. Very funny to us at the time. Nobody likes you when you're 23. I've heard Nobody that. Likes you when you're 23. That's it's, a great song. I wish it's so, singing it more. All right. So, AJ, I need you to fill Hi. me in. There's been some giant bomb stuff, and I know you want to be sad about it. So my understanding yeah. is I don't know 100% what's gone on here. You're the giant bomb guy. But, like, three yes. of the giant bomb people have left the giant bomb cast. Is Am I correct yes. in this? You are correct. Um, okay. okay. So, imagine... Okay. So you remember... It's not nearly as severe or as dramatic as the, for example, Colin Moriarty situation with Kind of Funny, right? right? Okay, yeah. But 
if you were a fan of Kind of Funny back then, you remember what it felt like when that that went down and suddenly uh, a longstanding member of, of of this community that you liked and appreciated and you kind of grew grew up with uh, happened to leave. Um, so imagine if right right now the Kind of Funny crew as it is um imagine if tim gettys nick scarpino and andy cortez decided uh they were going to move on to their own thing suddenly and it was just be greg and then everybody and kevin and everybody else behind the scenes imagine if that happened that is what this is feels like for me if that that were the case um so Giant Bomb originated um, way back in 2008. Um, in 2007, Jeff Gersman, formerly of Game uh, Game Spot, he uh, got yeah. just to, he got he got fired yeah. for the Kane and Lynch review, right? Because yeah, he gave so them a he bad got, review. He got <clears throat> he got fired because he gave it a realistic review, yeah. and they they didn't journalistic integrity compelled him to to give him a good uh not a good a, a realistic review of the kane and lynch uh uh game that that came out um yeah i played that game by the way it was fine <clears throat> yeah it, it was like yeah it was it was that and he he was but however the company had ads on the site lots and lots and of ads if i remember correctly they had yeah they had they bought ads on the site and um his uh managers were really upset that he said anything negative about a game that bought ads on the site and so they fired him for it mm. um he my went understanding off to kinda, i yeah. just want to say my understanding <clears throat> of the situation was that like it was like a like a temporary agency that they had brought in like it wasn't like his like time trusted bosses that he had a relationship with it was like people who were in like a large position of power at the time at GameSpot, but that yeah he wasn't like super familiar with or whatever yeah they 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 had undergone from what i understand some like new um new management changes upper management changes who didn't really know or understand the games industry or anything about it and they just right went with with that what's up mitch uh totally unrelated to giant bomb but related to management doing things google just announced that it's moving to a hybrid working model where no employee is expected to be in the office more than three days a week hmm. back to giant bomb okay <laughs> i wonder what's gonna happen with stadia we'll see I mean, exactly what's happening now, probably. And that's uh, yeah. giving me free games every month. I got a lot of great new free games this month. I'm very excited. Yeah. The stadium. yeah. Don't you have to pay for the, the subscription to get those? Right. But they gave me a copy of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and I'm happy <clears> about that because I really like that game. Uh, okay. It's also on Game Pass. Yeah, but I got to pay for that. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Uh, back to the Giant Bomb. Um yeah, so Jeff left uh, Game Spot and uh, basically started a, a new website called Giant Bomb. And uh, Ryan Davis, Brad Shoemaker, and Vinny Caravella uh, followed him from Game Spot and joined him at Giant Bomb. Um, mm. 
and Giant Bomb has been around since 2008 at this point, 13 years. Um, and, you know, they, they went through, you know, they moved offices a, a few times, um, and then they got bought by CBS Interactive in 2012. They own GameSpot, right? Yeah. Okay. So they were basically moved back into the same building that Jeff was fired from originally, but as a separate entity. And, it, you know, it's actually really fascinating. And I'd love for like a proper like, let's get Danny O'Dwyer to do a no clip documentary because he was also. Yeah, he, he was also at worked Games, at GameSpot. At GameSpot at the time. Yeah, at the at not even at the time at the uh, like when when Giant Bomb came came back and everything he he was uh hired there um mm. but you know I, I would love to see see that and just get like a proper documentary like series about it um but yeah uh giant bomb kind of originated in my in not not just my opinion but like the longer form video gameplay entertainment that we're seeing in places like twitch and it it popularized it in a way that hadn't really been seen before. Uh, even if you're not familiar with it and you're, you've only kind of recently got into watching like Twitch streams and stuff, a lot of like a lot of the websites back then when they first started, all the other websites like even GameSpot at the time and Game Trailers were li were limiting themselves to, aside from like the odd TV style talk show or whatever, um, they were limiting themselves to uh various other um like like just raw gameplay footage um you know here's your here's your five minutes of gameplay and that's it and here's your five minute video review and that's it um where giant bomb was doing they they had to figure out uh how to just kind of ramshackle themselves together with a very small team uh kind of like what we're doing here how do we how do we put content out onto the internet um between the five of us right just they had to figure it out from the ground up and they just created like created their workflow and that's how we get things like the quick look which is very similar to uh nowadays kind of funny's um first impressions mm. um except you know the quick look usually takes place after somebody's played like an hour or two of a game to get a feel for it then they can come in and then they can kind of show you around like this is what to expect of of this experience and it's a very good good way of handling you know here's a small chunk of the game uh unedited you know uncut just what you can expect um and then they also started uh, doing longer let's plays um they they started a, a a series called the endurance run where they played through persona three and they played mm. through uh what's the sweary game I for, um, jackbox pre premonition De premonition deadly premonition deadly premonition that's right yeah. deadly premonition they played through that um i don't know but you i swear a lot playing jackbox <laughs> yeah um but yeah um so the this week uh brad uh, Shoemaker, Vinny Caravella, and Alex Navarro, um, who uh, was also at GameSpot back in the day, went to Harmonix, worked on Rock Band, and uh, then eventually came back to Giant Bomb. Um, Ooh, decided, Rock Band, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I got a Rock they Band story to... for you in a second, actually, but uh, sure. please continue. 
they they decided to uh, that they are going to be leaving Giant Bomb. Um, last uh, last fall, Giant Bomb and GameSpot and CNET and everything was sold from CBS to another company called Red Venture. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's very sad. It's uh, is there I. Like, sorry, like, so, like, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of speculation on yeah. why it is that they all decided to leave all at once. Is it because of this uh, sale that you just mentioned? Or um, so is it like there, a confluence of factors? Tamar Hussein over at GameSpot did a bit of an article and an interview with Jeff, um, who is remaining with Giant Bomb and Red Ventures. Um, I suspect mostly because he's he's got another kid on the way. Um, which he just announced this weekend as well. So probably job security is a little more important for Guaranteed him. Guaranteed paycheck, yeah, that makes sense. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing too there might be some contractual <clears throat> obligations with the acquisition there, or with the, yeah, the sale and all of that. Yeah, especially with Jeff being like the the main guy of it. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. No, um, better catch. I can it. transition to that rock band story now if you want. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. I, I'm just going to say, yeah. Uh, it it doesn't hurt as bad as when Ryan Davis from Giant Bomb uh, unfortunately passed away back in 2013. Mm-hmm. Suddenly. Um, he, 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 he passed away a week after his wedding, um, which is incredibly tragic. Um, uh, so it doesn't hurt that bad. I... At that point, I actually, you know, I was I was a fan fan of it, but I wasn't listening or watching consistently. But after that tragic event, um, I actually, in an entire year, went back and listened to the entire back catalog of five years worth of their three hour, three hour uh, weekly podcast. Yeah, uh, you're a madman. Uh, it, it was a it was a good year for going down memory lane like that. And, um, and then I've listened to every single episode since. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a sad day for the internet and video games, but by all accounts, um, Jeff Gersman over at giant bomb still seems very optimistic, uh, about the direction and the, the, the attitude that their new owners are taking or are, are wanting to improve upon giant bomb. Um, and it just seems like the other three just didn't necessarily see a place where they would personally fit and have their, their career needs or wants and desires fulfilled. Uh, Brad Shoemaker is doing a podcast with, um, uh, somebody by the name of Will Smith, not that Will Smith, a different yeah. Will Smith. He's been the on other, the um, d- games daily before, I believe, cause he had explained that he wasn't that Will Smith before. Yeah. Yeah. Sense. He's yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I know he's got that going on. Uh, I know I'm I'm quite sure Vinny wants to um, probably be able to focus a little bit more on his family based on just commentary from what he said in the last uh, bombcast uh, yesterday, Tuesday. And uh, Alex is probably just going to go figure out his own thing. He's worked in uh, games before, like Rock Band uh, at Harmonix, so he could totally do that again. Um, but yeah, Interesting. Giant so, bomb. so rock band, yes, just to jump off that, um, I'm moving in a month, which I haven't shut up about. And I apologize about that. One of my biggest 
things was making sure that I take the rock band stuff that's been sitting in my parents' basement for the last four years and move that with me so I can get back to that thousand song catalog of rock band that I've accumulated over the years. Are you going to invite um, us over for a rock band night? A hundred percent. Once we're all vaccinated, vaccinated, anyone is welcome anytime for a rock band night. I'm very good at rock band. I can sing really I well. I am very much looking forward to it. Oh, uh, wait. I'm very good at medium. Once you introduce the fifth button, I'm terrible at it. Expert <laughs> all day, baby. Um, I can only do four but buttons. I had that. I had that panic attack that every gamer has probably experienced at one point in their lives of, did I take the batteries out of this before I put it in storage? No. Uh, turns out I didn't. So they're for everything. Down. So a couple of them, my, my rock band or my guitar hero three PS three controller um, had a bit of corrosion in it or no, sorry, that wasn't corroded, but one of the leads was um rusted just sitting in the basement which was weird um it was the keyboard the keyboard oh. uh unfortunately had some batteries left in it uh but through some workings with uh, like i went over to my parents place distanced and masked and grabbed some vinegar and some lemon juice and just started scrubbing away uh brought those mofos back to life so yeah. we now have a rock i think it was a rock band three drum kit because i broke the one from the first game a rock band one strat guitar a guitar hero three less paul guitar a couple of mics and that sweet sweet rock band three keyboard that i don't even know if it works with rock band four but we got that working baby i never used the keyboard so, uh i did and i probably like they made the keyboard the gimmick for the third game and that yeah. was not a good idea because it tanked sales of that game immensely. Well, in all fairness, I don't want to blame the keyboard for that. All of that shit was over. Like, you remember walking into a game spot or a, a game spot, a game stop or a EB Games here at that point and what it looked like, like out on the floor. You had plastic boxes of plastic instruments all over the place. You had walls filled with Skylanders. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was actually worried that I was going to have to like go to a thrift store to complete this rock band set. So we'd have like a full kit for when the world got back to normal, but thankfully everything seems to still be working. Like I still got to get it all plugged into probably the PlayStation four will become that rock band device. Um, just cause it can just kind of sit there and be used exclusively for that and VR probably. Um, so hopefully once we're in the house, I can get all that set up, except the PlayStation 4 was one of the things that was left in that entertainment system that I had to frantically move the other day. And uh, I got to go see if I have the box for it still, but I think I might have thrown it out. So I might just have to move that to my parents uh, for now and then move it from there to the new place because I got to figure out my day of plan of attack for the move because like the PS5, the Xbox Series X and the PC are all moving with me. Um, but I got to figure out what to do with the TV and with the, the PS4 and some of the other smaller mm. knickknacks that are kind of just lying around hmm. it's gonna be a fun month oh yeah i i when you say um your rock band drum set was broken at one point yes what what broke on it um the red pad okay um i was playing too much like i was probably playing two to three hours of the rock band drums per night and should have probably put that time into learning an actual instrument. I would say you should probably just have learned actual drums. drums at that point. Uh, I'm still thinking about it, to be honest. Getting an electronic drum set or something for the house. Um, oh, um, no, it's, sorry. Uh, it's still related. Uh, tomorrow. Okay, so 
over the course of the pandemic, Alex Navarro from Giant Bomb has been doing almost every Thursday a live drum stream on Twitch playing rock band songs. Um, and tomorrow night, Thursday, um, is going to be his last one. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should make that a watch party. We could. Can you provide me when is it tomorrow? It'll be like, it, he does it for like three hours, like at like six o'clock or something like that. And it's just him playing playing the drums in rock band, playing the music. So hang out and watch that and then come watch Nathan play Mario Party. Yep. That'd yeah. be fine. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back to that because I've, with Rock Band, Rock Band is one that's very, like, I don't know if I put off that vibe, but that, like, that is the game, that was the game for me on the PS3 of, I had every iteration, like, I had the Green Day Live expansion game that you could export into your Rock Band library, so, like, I've got all those songs, I had the I got Lego Rock Band exported, yeah. I got all this stuff. I had ACDC. I didn't have the or, Green sorry, Day no, one. No, I think it might have been the ACDC one. I don't know if I had Green Day Rock Band. But yeah. Actually, I might not have got, got I don't that think one. I had the Green Day, but I had Rock Band 1 through 3 songs. I had the Lego one. Um, anything I could export, I pretty much did. There were two packs I had bought. Yeah, I think I bought some packs and exported everything I could. So it's all available to us in Rock Band 4 <laughs> on the PS4, which I also bought the expansion for and never played because it went on sale for like $12. What was the expansion? Um, Rock Band Rivals. It included more multiplayer stuff, I think. More head-to-head stuff, very much akin to like what you got in the battles in uh, Guitar Hero 3. Mm. So that's something to, that we will uh, definitely check out as a group once I can have people and we can be in groups and we will play lots of Rock Band and it will be a good time. I, uh, I only owned um, the first and second guitar heroes uh, along with the guitars that came with them that was a a game that was always fun for me to play at uh like a cousin's house for example and then when they were passed down to me like i didn't really feel inclined to play them as much by myself Uh, you know i know that i'm speaking about this with rose tinted glasses but there there's a, a part of me that's still very nostalgic for the time in EB games where the only quote unquote toys that were in the store were the giant musical plastic peripherals that emerged from that kind of genre of game. Um, but yeah, now it's just they definitely cards and Funko pops, right? I, I was talking to the managers at the time and they were so annoyed with the amount of rock band kits they were getting because they didn't have room for them in the store. Yeah. Mm. Those are their boxes. Like when their I, back rooms were pulling- huge. Yeah, like when I was pulling stuff out of my parents, but I forgot how big these boxes were. So I like Mm -hmm. had the kit box from Rock Band 1, I guess, that I kind of stuffed everything in and had the keyboard separate. But it was just like, oh, God, yeah, this stuff takes up a lot of room. Thankfully, house will have a place to put stuff. So that's good. I can't wait for my kids to be interested in it. I got it out for them like a year or two ago. Or a year. They gotta be a little older, I think. Yeah, and I don't think they were ready for it. Here's the truth, though. I for them, they don't really listen to music a huge amount because they're like Mm. little boys. And I think when they get a chance to actually play this, I don't think the music's going to be in their tastes, or they're not like a lot of it's really great music. But I just don't know if it's gonna. The thing is, if if you catch them at the right age, like I can't remember exactly when Guitar Hero started coming out. I feel like I was like seventh or eighth grade. And then Rock Band was like my high school years. I feel like if you get them at that point, 
like it could almost shape their musical taste. Cause I know it did very much so with me where before that we were listening to like Eminem and DMX and stuff, which, you know, are Scarborough you know. represent, but I'm, I, it very much shifted when guitar hero and rock band kind of became a thing. And that very much influenced my, my taste in music moving forward. So you just got to get it to the, get it in front of them at the right time. And maybe it is, you know, buy them a PSN gift card and let them pick out some of their own music. Cause if it's stuff that they like, I just remember spending hours browsing that store and just experiencing stuff that I'd never heard of and kind of discovering Mm -hmm. new artists and things. Even if I didn't buy it, it was just the idea of browsing this music library. It was always a lot of fun for me. Not all the songs Uh, made the transition, right? To rock. There was a, there was a handful of songs per game that I think got held back. Most of them were either it was a licensing issue or it was a cover. So it wasn't actually the original artist's version of it. Okay. I thought um, it was more than that. Or get, was it getting your downloaded music being a problem? I just remember when Rock Band 4 came out, they were saying like not everything was available or it was a pain to transition everything over. I don't, there was like an extra system that they had to put into place to move it from like the PS3 to the PS4 version. I don't think that was ready right away. I think that okay. was part of it. Maybe that's what um, I'm But event, eventually they were able to sync up the PS3 downloads and the the PS4 um or like they had to re-release the download key and you had to like, there was some extra step where you had to like either had to prove you had it or they had to go through and like manually put it into your download list for the PS4 version of Rock Band 4 when you had it already uh, licensed from the PS3 or something. It was really confusing. But I did it. I hope it still works when I boot it up when I move. All right. I really do. Hmm. Um. Okay, uh, and finally, AJ. Uh, Hi. Uh, we've lost Alex permanently, so we'll talk about his stuff next Rest week. Rest in peace. Um, RIP. Yep. Um, you've got some Pokemon cards? Yeah, I've... Um, I had... Uh, I'm not going to do an opening or anything on stream like you did last week, but... Oh, okay. I have had... In the in the last in the last week, week since the last episode, I have had five Happy Meals. Damn. That so, sounds unhealthy. Uh, it's honestly, it's it's four chicken nuggets. That's it. And chicken nuggets aren't the worst thing for you because it's mostly chicken. But they're not. It's mostly. not though. It's not chicken. So slight spoilers. Go ahead. I was just gonna say slight spoilers. I've uh, gotten a couple of Happy Meals myself over the past week, and you can choose to get like apples instead of French fries, for example. Like you yeah. can, if you really want to, you can work it so that you can get the healthiest possible option asterisk uh, when you do this and it's not that bad we can I mean, make they, it the happy meals I, come I with yo- like gogurt yogurt tubes now mm-hmm. by yeah the way. i saw that see the problem is those- i can't go for the healthy option because i am infamously allergic to chicken and fun fact about mcdonald's chicken is it's mostly filler because when i eat one of those nuggets i do not react to it the way i react to chicken great no but i mean yeah it's not chicken that that means you can eat it and it tastes good. It's still not chicken. You can eat it. Tell us about your damn card so we can wrap this thing up. Well, yeah, no, it's just I've I've got I've I've got a, a good handful of cards here and I'm pretty excited about them. Um, so much so uh, that I uh, I went ahead and installed the um, Pokemon trading card game online uh, onto my computer. And I went on to eBay and I spent $16 and bought 100 of the digital packs. 
<laughs> oh man i yeah. got a bunch of those codes lying around that i, I do want to get back to tcg online at some point and use those yeah i i played i played a, f- a few rounds of that earlier today against against some bots and yeah you know what it's all right i don't like like myself i don't like deck building necessarily i don't i have a hard time seeing like the grand strategy of, of card games like that. But Pokemon is simplistic enough that you can kind of get there. But I also don't like having to like ba- try and balance out the number of energy cards. So I just use the pre-play the pre-made packs of, you know, the, the decks, the pre-made decks. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. Fun enough. It'll do. All right. Yeah. That's so fun. that's me and Pokemon cards. Um, Go ahead. You know, I, became influenced to follow in this trend myself uh, this past week. And Mm -hmm. ahead of one of my Cozybear's cooking streams, I actually made a point of ordering a couple of Happy Meals so that I could unbox a couple of Pokemon cards myself. Uh, I Uber Eats to the order. And so leading into the unboxing, um, I was worried that it wasn't going to come with the specific Happy Meal that I want being the Pokemon cards, but they came uh, as intended. However, however, unfortunately, where I'm living at the moment, or at least the McDonald's that I got these card packs from, uh-huh. uh, the Pokemon cards are in French. So as you can see here, I'm holding up a Piplup card, but it's not called Piplup. It's called Tipluf because that's what you call it en français. So I have these cards. I'm not going to like depart with them immediately. But if anybody out there specifically has been working for not working for, <laughs> I mean, you do kind of have to do a bit of work to get some of these cards. If anyone out yeah. there has been looking for the McDonald's Pokemon cards from the recent promotion and you prefer them en français, get in touch because I would not mind giving it to somebody who wants it more. Sweet. Hmm. Uh, totally unrelated to Pokemon cards, but cozy. I dropped a link to the video of the penalty from tonight of the dude leaving his feet to cross check someone across the face. If you uh-huh. want to end the stream on that, we could do that. All right. Uh, how how violent is this? There's no blood. Is it a- it's a 20 second video from Twitter. Okay. It's a it's a hockey fight. It's not even a hockey. Oh, fight. he's it's slapping. Just a- he's- so there's a, there's a bit of like back and forth. There's some like slashing at the back of the knees and the dude just gets fed up. The guy that's being slashed in the blue, the Rangers player is actually the one that got held, that got pushed to the ice in the last. Ooh. Yeah. He's the one who got pushed to the ice in the last game uh, and held there and punched in the back of the head. So he kind of just got overly frustrated and took it out on this guy who was slashed to the back of his legs. It's uh, not, it was not it's a pretty fair. game tonight. Not a pretty game tonight. Shouldn't have even happened. Dude should have been suspended previously yeah. and now we got all this to deal with <sighs> wow jesus that little like i'm glad i don't sports not the full-on push but like the little nudge that he does at the other guy with his hockey stick like he's you can feel on. that yeah oh yeah you you feel that for sure he's just being in a turd and then he came back and just like you're gonna be a turd i'm gonna be a turd right back and cross check you across the face so i feel uh, like he hockey. earned it but it's I feel like that he it's earned, earned it, but it's still illegal. It's he earned it. It's still illegal, and he's he probably moral, still going to get suspended for morally, it. Morally, he earned it, but legally, not. All right, Nathan, that's all I got. You can wrap okay. it up now if you want. So this wraps up our just chatted episode as we were trying something new without like really a topic of the show. So we'd love to hear your feedback and um, 
hear what you think. I think next week is episode 69. Is that correct? No. God damn it. It's 68 next week. Oh, I thought it was 68 this week. Isn't that what it says on the thing? It it might say 68 on the Twitch stream. It says we're live right now with 68. Uh... Hmm. I'll, I'll have to yeah, on the Twitch on the inspect. Twitch page, yeah, it was the wrong number. It looks like. Oh, whatever. Oops. I mean, it's right. Be- the number's right beside the other. This version of the episode, the, the the VOD of this Twitch recording will be deleted in due time, and we can just rename the highlight of this to episode sixty-seven. So nobody will ever know unless they get to except this part the fact episode. we're talking about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyways, two weeks. To be excited, we have two weeks coming up to episode 69. And I think that everybody agreed on the rank them for best video game sex scenes. I thought it was Girthiest Protagonist. Yeah, I think it's Girthiest Protagonist. Oh, maybe. Girthiest Protagonist? I don't know. I mean, I mean we could start Press YZ after dark. We'll figure it out before know, we get to that episode. Sign up for our wrapping up the fans show. Starting Let them wrap up the weeks. show. Uh, is this yeah, where we launch point. our OnlyFans? No, Mitch, you've talked with MC Fixer a lot about like launching Patreons and how you want to, you know, make sure you have as large of an audience as possible before you do so. But like, has he given any advice about OnlyFans? Like, can you do an OnlyFans at any time? Do you want to? No, but I was talking to him earlier this week about him doing a hot, hot tub stream. So you never know. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. All right. All right. Well, I'll wrap it up because Mitch wants to leave us. I don't know. Yep. No. We've been running long for this amount of talking about stuff. No, we've been running girthy. Stuff. Uh, we're short today. Uh, okay. Said. So thank you for tuning into this episode of Press YYZ. If you enjoyed what you just heard, be sure to sh- be sure to share and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitch. You can also check out at Press YYZ on Twitter to stay up to date with when we go live and join us on Discord at invite.gg slash Press YYZ to keep the conversation going. We have lots of fun there. Next week's topic oh, of the show gosh. is... What's what's next week's topic of the show? Do we have one? I don't fucking know. Like, it'll be a thing about video games, probably. Okay, we're going to do a thing what? about video games. Maybe a rank them. Those are always fun. Rank them so, are always good, yeah. Until then, thank you for playing.